0: Welcome to the Lord's house. We need you to stand to your feet. Let's worship this morning.
1: Give me, give me two of these right here if we're good, and a big amen. amen. Fantastic! Glad that you're here. Welcome to the Lord's house. For those who are watching online, we welcome you as well. It's going to be a great day. This past week, uh, we had our national convention in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Everything went super. Wednesday night was mission service, and I'll tell you, it was just a great service. We uh, recognized uh, Carlisle Hannah. Uh, 70 years carlisle has been in india he is the the longest serving missionary from any denomination or mission sending group he's our very own carlisle Hanna, 92 years old served in india 70 <clears throat> years it was amazing. Very, very remarkable. We have special guests that uh, came from Puerto Rico, went to Memphis for the National, and are with us today. Pastor Jose and his family, y'all come up here. Thank you. Good deal. I've asked Pastor Jose to come give us a uh, greeting and a welcome this morning. I sure do love you, buddy. His son, Jeremy, is going to do the interpreting. Y'all come right up here. He's going to welcome and uh, talk to us. And then in Spanish, he's going to pray for us. And it's going to be awesome, man. Buenos dias. Dios les bendiga. Good morning, and God bless you. Para mí es una bendición estar
2: aquí esta mañana. To me, it's a blessing to be here this morning. Y estamos super contentos.
3: And we are very happy.
2: Y quiero empezar dándole las gracias a la Iglesia Carnaval. And I want to start by thanking this church, Carnival Church. Por sus oraciones. For all your prayers. Y por su ayuda siempre. And for all your help. Y también al Ministerio de Matthew Isla del Encanto.
3: And to the Ministry of Matthew
2: Isla del Encanto. Que gracias a ustedes hemos podido seguir trabajando en Puerto Rico.
3: That thanks to you guys and other people, we've been able to work in Puerto Rico and to rebuild Puerto Rico.
2: La 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 mejor noticia que puedo dar esta mañana. The best news that I can give this morning. Es that que Genesis Academy sigue creciendo y trabajando. Academy
3: keeps growing and work and we're working with that. Amen.
2: La última Amen. vez en mayo. Last time in May. Que yo sé que eh, eh, supieron que, que Carnaval estuvo en Puerto Rico.
3: And I know that you, you guys most of you guys uh, knew that Carnival Church
2: was in Puerto Rico niños por lo que en, en Puerto Rico.
3: About 20 kids came to Christ because of what car- carnival did in
2: Puerto Rico. testimonio yeah. rápido
3: and a really quick
2: testimony. One de las cosas era que después de este año tan difícil.
3: One of the things is that after this really hard and tough year,
2: no hacer con los niños a fin de clase.
3: we didn't know what we were going to do with the kids at when we, the school finished.
2: Ahí una de Matthew. And that's when we got a call from Matthew. Y también recibimos que este, se estaban organizando para darle una sorpresa a los niños. And we found
3: out that they were like trying to do something for the kids. Y hacerle un día especial. And to give them a special day.
2: Y puedo asegurarle que sí fue un día especial.
3: And I can make sure and I will tell you guys that it, yeah, it was a very special day. Y
2: que fueron tocados por lo que eh, la iglesia hizo en Rico.
3: And that they were touched by what your your church did in Puerto Rico.
2: Y cada niño no se olvida de eso.
3: And no kid will ever forget
2: that. <laughs> so one day I'll bring them all. Um update rápido I wanna give a quick update. We're working on new classrooms. We're
3: working with the air conditioner.
2: Porque ya para agosto tenemos 25 tenemos a 30 niños para entrar.
3: Because by August we're gonna bat about twenty five to thirty students. Y
2: ningún padre paga nada.
3: And no parent, and the parents aren't aren't paying anything. So. Estos
2: niños están siendo
3: impactados por la palabra de Dios. These kids are being, uh, are being impacted. Yeah, they're being, they're being, they're being. Oh wait, I forgot how to speak. <laughs> Yeah,
2: y Dios lo está haciendo. And God is doing Así que esperamos que en agosto podamos abrir. So I hope that by August we can open. Y seguir trabajando con Genesis. And to keep working with Genesis Academy. Quiero terminar con esto. I want to finish with this. Sigan orando por nosotros. Please keep praying for us. Sigan orando por Genesis. Keep praying for Genesis. Y por mi esposa, and for my wife. que es la que está corriendo ese programa.
3: And because she's the one that's running that program.
2: Amen. Detrás de detrás de un pastor siempre hay una mujer de
3: Dios.
2: Amen. Así que muchas gracias, quiero orar so para que el Señor nos siga y siga trabajando con esta iglesia. So God can keep blessing us and, and blessing you guys here. Señor, te doy gracias por esta mañana. Te doy gracias porque tú has sido bueno. Te doy gracias por esta iglesia, gracias por permitirme estar aquí. Nos ponemos en tus manos que son las mejores, porque tú tienes el control de todo. Lo creo, Dios. En el nombre de Jesús, en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know,
1: I didn't get all of that, but I got the amen part. And, And amen, we agree in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jose. Love you, and I love your family. Let's stand back up. We're about to continue to worship and sing to the Lord. Before we do that, turn around and tell somebody, God is good.
0: Doesn't matter what language it's spoken in, we can attest to the fact that our God does great things. Amen. you want a relationship with us. Lord, as your word is open today, let it speak to us as never before. You are so gracious, so merciful, so forgiving, and so loving. Let us not take that for granted. Just guide us every step of the way. I love these people. They are my family, they are my church. Witnesses for you in this community and in our world, We love you. We praise you. We give you all the honor and glory that is yours and yours alone. In your precious name we pray.
1: Praise team. Let them know you appreciate them this morning. Let them have a big clap and amen. Certainly glad that you're here. Through these summer months, I've been preaching a series, uh, 10 Values for Strong Families. Why? Because our families are under attack and they need to be strengthened. And the only way they can be strengthened is by building families on the firm foundation of the gospel. We need to value the same things God values. And he gave us those values in the book of Exodus. They're known as the Ten Commandments. And today we're coming to commandment number 9... And uh, we're going to talk about telling the truth. In fact, I've entitled this message to tell the truth. That was a game show that was on years ago. But it's something we need to be gaming every day. We need to be telling the truth every day. A recent survey found that 66% of Americans said it's not wrong to lie. It's okay to lie. All right. 91% of you lied this past week. All right. Dr. Leonard Keeler, the inventor of the uh, lie detector machine, has has tested his machine on over, or did test them, on over 25,000 people before he died. And he came to the conclusion that human beings are basically deceptive. No kidding. (laughs) No kidding. A a little boy was caught lying by his dad. His dad told him, son... uh, Uh, no liars get into heaven. If you lie, you're not going to be able to get into heaven. And so the little kid turned it around and said, Dad, have you ever told a lie? He said, yes. He looked at his mom. Mom, have you ever told a lie? She said, yes. And the conclusion the little boy came up to is, well, I guess the only two people that are going to be in heaven are God and George Washington. (laughs) Uh, You've forgotten history, haven't you? First service laughed louder than that. That's about as good as it gets, so Come on. Uh, Or what about this, the the teenager who was given a midnight curfew, did you have a curfew when you were a teenager? His was midnight, Uh, he slithered into the house at 2 a.m., all the lights were out, everybody was asleep, so he thought, I got this, I'll just be quiet going up to my bed, nobody will ever know when I came in, but as he was walking up the steps, what happened? One of them squeaked. His dad woke up and said, is that you, Bobby? He said, yes, dad, it's me. The next question from dad, what time is it? Well, before he could answer the cuckoo clock, cuckooed two times. And Bobby said, it was the best moment of my life when I stood on the steps and cuckooed 10 more times. So you kind of get a drift of what this message is all about today. It's about loving the truth and telling the truth. Commandment number nine is found in Exodus chapter 20. It's actually verse number 16. I'm going to ask that you read this out loud with me. Let's read it together. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us as we dig into your word this morning I pray, dear Lord, that we would love the truth and live the truth and speak the truth. As I try to say this on the outside, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak this message directly into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want you to notice what this commandment actually says. It does not simply say, thou shalt not lie. All right, That's the way we summarize commandment number 9 don't lie. But it specifically says, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. So the focus of this commandment is on distorting the truth in a way that harms your neighbor. This commandment has one eye on the truth and one eye on your neighbor. Now, if you go back and study this in the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, Anytime Moses talks about this commandment, he does so in the context of the rich yielding their influence in a court of law in a way that distorted the truth against the poor who couldn't really defend themselves as well as the rich could. So you might say to that, well, okay, in court, don't tell lies about poor people. (laughs) I got it. I'm good with commandment number nine. But if you think that, you don't really understand any of these commandments. The commandments target an extreme form of whatever sin it's talking about. A few weeks ago, we we talked about that one commandment that says, thou shalt not murder. Now, that is the extreme form of the sin. But remember what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel, chapter 5. He said, "'You have heard thou shalt not murder, "'but I say unto you, you can become angry at your brother "'and commit this sin.'" Or what about a couple of weeks ago when we read that commandment that said, "'Thou shalt not commit adultery.'" That is the extreme form of that sexual sin. But again, Jesus elaborated on that in Matthew chapter 5 and said, "'You have heard thou shalt not commit adultery.'" But I say unto you, anyone who looks upon a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery. Well, in the same way, this commandment prohibits lying in a court of law. But the point of the commandment is that you love the truth. And you love the truth so much that you would never lie, especially against your neighbor. You would never say anything that would be slanderous against your neighbor. Why? Because you love the truth and you love your neighbor. It really means to use the power of your words to promote love and the power of your words to promote your neighbor. Big picture is, don't tell lies. (laughs) Big picture is, you love the truth and therefore you always always, always speak the truth. Now, let's break this down and talk about not telling the truth a little bit, all right? Why why do people lie? Well, once you understand the motivation behind your lying, then you can deal with the real issue. Lying is not your real problem. It's the symptom of a deeper problem. And I find it helpful to categorize lies by what motivates you to speak lies. Augustine, the great church historian and theologian, said there are eight categories of lies. Mark Twain said there are 869 different kinds of lies. <laughs> so There's a big gap there. I don't really know how many there are, but I want to talk about four different lies that we speak and what is the motivation behind each one of them. The first lie is a cruel lie. This is the kind of lie that is intentionally destructive and it is malicious. You tell it to get revenge. Why? Because you don't like somebody. They, they've hurt your feelings or they've hurt you for some reason. And so you're going to get even with them. You're going to misrepresent them. And so you make up something about them. You tell a lie against them this is really called slander you know that word slander means that that you make up something about somebody that's not true with the intentional purpose of damaging their reputation the sadducées did that against jesus they trumped up all of these charges they spoke all of these lies about jesus simply because they wanted to put Jesus on the cross. They wanted to kill Jesus. The cruel lie is an intentional, mischievous lie. What's the motive behind that kind of a lie? I think it's obvious. Jealousy, anger, hatred, revenge, hurt, resentment. Really, we could sum it up under that term, resentment. When I don't like you and I'm bitter against you. You've done something to me. You've hurt me, and I hate your guts. It's not a very big step for me just to make up a lie about you and slander your good name in front of other people. I'm not going to ask you, have you ever done that? What I might ask you, has somebody ever done that against you? Brother, let me tell you, that hurts. When somebody slanders your good name, it it cuts deep. It hurts bad. God says, don't do that. Don't speak cruel lies. The second category of lies is what I'm calling the cowardly lie. Uh, This is the kind of lie you tell to escape consequences. You want to avoid punishment. You're trying to protect yourself and prevent pain. That's why as a kid, you you learn to tell the lie, well, my dog ate my homework. (laughs) Adam told this lie in the Garden of Eden when he sinned. He took it like a man and blamed his wife. You with me? When you don't want to get into trouble, you tell a cowardly lie. I told the first service, Angie and I have kind of gotten into this, this rut, this routine, we love that, that show, the first 48, first 48 hours. Uh, when a homicide occurs, if the detectives don't get a clue within the first 48 hours, it really diminishes their opportunity to solve the crime. And so we, we've got, we, we, I didn't know Tulsa was so bad. <laughs> Most of these cases come from Tulsa, man. It, it's kind of scary. Uh, but anyway, we, and, and, you know, a little side note, Uh, Tulsa's our favorite, and and we we know all the guys, the detectives by name, you know? You know, and and really, we picked out our favorites, a guy named Nathan, all right? Come to find out, Nathan is a member of of my good friend Randy Wilson's church the Bethany Free Will Baptist Church he serves on the board at Bethany Free Will Baptist Church and Randy told Nathan that Angie was a big fan and so Nathan gave Angie this picture of all the homicide detectives on the Tulsa police force with their autographs on it that's pretty cool isn't it what was I saying anyway I forgot what I was talking about now so anyway, if, 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 if they've got somebody and they know, they know this person did it, they know they're guilty of the crime, and they bring them into that little interrogating room and they, they start laying things out, inevitably 9.5 out of 10 times that person is going to deny it and they're going to speak a lie. They're going to tell a convenient, cowardly lie. Why? Because they don't want to get caught. What is the motive behind this cowardly lie? It's fear. Fear is the motivation behind this lie. They don't want to get caught. The Bible says the fear of man is a trap So when a person has an overwhelming personality and they're dominant over you and and you're afraid of them, you just say whatever. You go along to get along. Kids do this all the time. When they're being bullied in school, they'll say they've done things they really haven't done. Oh, yeah, I've, I've taken. Oh, yeah, I've smoked marijuana. Oh, yeah, I've drank vodka. When they really haven't because they're cowards. And they're telling a cowardly lie. They don't have the courage to tell the truth. They feel the peer pressure. And let's not just get on to kids. You and I can do the same thing. That's a cowardly lie. The motivation behind that, fear. Number three, there's the conceited lie. I know this is not going to touch any of you. but, But it's when you lie to impress people. You're trying to create an image Or to cover up low self-esteem so you brag. Somebody I I was reading this past week said that bragging and lying are first cousins. They're they're closely related, I know that. that They go together. When you exaggerate and prop yourself up, that is a conceited lie. So what is the motivation behind lying like this? Well, I I think more than anything it's, it's insecurity. What what comes off as pride and ego when you pull the layers of it away is just a frightened, insecure person. If I don't think I'm good enough, then I'm going to lie and puff things up. I'm going to puff up my resume. If I don't think I'm good enough to get the job done or to get the job, I'm just going to say things about myself that aren't true. And by the way, 40% of people lie on their resume they do that or every time you tell the fish story the fish gets bigger yeah you know what I'm talking about you begin to tell these stories because you don't think you're good enough just the way you are God says don't do it the the fourth lie is a convenient lie the convenient lie we tell because it takes effort sometimes to tell the truth really it does have your kids ever asked you to explain something, and you didn't want to take the time to explain it, so you just said something, it was a convenient lie? Like, Mommy, where do babies come from? Uh, that's exactly, Jason, you stole my line, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to say right there, the story, you know why? Because we don't want to get into it. We don't want to have to explain that because that's going to take a long time and make us feel really uncomfortable. So what do we say, Jason? The stork stork brought it. No, you did good, man. You did good. (laughs) Or, Or you don't want to get involved in something and so you tell the police officer, I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything when you really did. Or when you're too busy to check out the facts On something and so you go ahead and post it on Facebook or Twitter when you're not sure but you are just thinking it's okay you know what that is it's a convenient lie what is the motive behind this kind of lie real simple laziness laziness is the motivation behind the convenient lie this is the kind of lie we tell in social situations because we don't want to offend anybody you're over at somebody's house and, and the party's gone on way too long, and you're bored out of your gourd, and you just want to get out of there. And so you say to the host, "You know what? Uh, our babysitter has a curfew, we, we need to leave. When your babysitter is your in-laws, and they're staying at your house, you know? But you're saying it just because it's convenient. And you want to get out of the situation. You know what? No matter what the situation is, no matter what kind of lie it is, don't do it. God says don't lie. You need to love the truth so much that you would not even consider lying, no matter what the circumstance. I want you to see a couple of verses before we move on. Psalm 34, 12, and 13. Would you, would you like to enjoy life? This is out of the Good News Translation. I like the way it's said here. Would you like to enjoy a good life? Raise your hand. If that's you, you want that. Raise your hand. All right? Good. Do you want a long life and happiness? Raise both hands. Oh, yeah. I want, I want to live a long time and I want to be happy. Well, here's how you do that according to Psalms 34. Keep from speaking evil and telling lies. You want to be happy? You want to have a good life? tell the truth love the truth another verse before we go on i love this proverbs 12:22 say this one out loud with me read it with me lying lips are an abomination to the lord really that one verse sums up what god thinks about lying and telling the truth lying is an abomination to the lord so you know what let's don't lie let's don't lie let's love the truth and let's tell the truth but my sermons need to be practical because we live in a real world, don't we? So where does the rubber meet the road? How can we tell the truth, love the truth, and live the truth? Well, there are three things I want to share with you. You can write these down. Number one, we need to tell the truth completely. Proverbs 10.10. Someone who holds back the truth causes trouble. So he's talk about, talking about concealing. Not telling the truth. What kind of trouble? Oh, what a tangled web we weave. All kinds of trouble. Resentment, mistrust, superficiality. You get into trouble by not saying what you mean and not meaning what you say. Amen? Proverbs twenty-eight twenty-three: In the end, people appreciate frankness more than flattery notice in the end when does this happen in the end it it may be unpleasant at first you may have an employee that's goofing off and you have to reprimand them or even fire them let me tell you that that's not a pleasant thing to do and probably at first they're, they're not going to appreciate it but if you do it the right way and we're going to talk about the right way here in a moment it could change their life for the good at that moment, they might not like it, but you know what? Later on, if, if that causes them to turn their life around and start doing the right thing, then they're going to appreciate your, your firmness. They're going to appreciate your, your truth that you spoke to them. They're going to appreciate your honesty. And in theory, we all agree that honesty is the best policy, don't we? But when it comes down to being honest... In it causing us to have a confrontation with somebody else, we don't think it's such a good idea after all. But notice what the Bible says. God says, in the end, people appreciate honesty. So you know what you do? You tell the truth completely. If you get it, give me one of these right here. We're doing two thumbs right now because this is important. We tell the truth completely. Number two... We need to tell the truth consistently. Being honest 80% of the time is not integrity, is it? It's like the little boy who cried wolf. You don't know if he's telling the truth or lying. And eventually you don't know whether this person is telling you the truth or not because you can't believe them. That They may tell you the truth 80% of the time but right now, with what they just told you, is that really the truth? Is that in the 80% category or is it in the 20% category that they're lying through their teeth? So we must tell the truth consistently. I love what it says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3. People who can't be trusted are destroyed by their own dishonesty. So what does dishonesty do to you? It destroys you. Nobody has a good enough memory to be a great liar. You with me? Because if I tell this Jason one thing, and I tell that Jason another thing, and then I tell Joy something else, and Eli something else, I'm gonna have to remember, okay, now this story I just told, who did I tell that to? What? I can't. And I get confused in my mind. I can't keep up with it. But you know what, Billy? If I'm always speaking the truth, it doesn't matter if I'm talking to Billy or Will. It doesn't matter. I don't have to remember. Why? Because all I'm doing is speaking the truth. Did you know that lying sabotages success? Lying destroys relationships. It damages character. God says don't do it. You need to tell the truth consistently. Every relationship is built on one thing, one word. It's the word trust. Truth-telling produces trust-building. Deception destroys trust. And if you are a dishonest person and you don't always tell the truth, guess what? You're not going to have any lasting good relationships because people can't trust you. And that's on you, man. Right back at me. Come on, if you got this one. We tell the truth consistently. Number three, you need to tell the truth not only completely and consistently, you need to tell the truth lovingly. Let's look at what the Bible says about this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Read it out loud with me. Speak the truth in a spirit of Don't use truth as a club. Don't use truth to beat other people up with the truth. Think of somebody that that you would like to help change. If you want to help somebody change, you've got to remember a couple of things about what it is you need to say to them when you speak to them. First of all, people change easier and people change faster when you speak truth to them out of a heart of love. If you're speaking out of love, and sometimes the truth stings, it's going to take a little bit of the sting out of it when you say it out of love. Second thing you need to remember is, people always perceive truth without love as an attack. It it doesn't matter if it is the truth. They're going to resist it. They're going to be defensive against it. They don't want to hear it because they perceive it as an attack against them. But when you take that equation out and you're just speaking out of love, listen, man, I I care about you, and I love you, and I really care about what happens to you. Therefore, I'm just going to be honest with you, and I'm going to speak the truth, but understand this. I'm speaking the truth out of love because I really do care about you. I really care about what, and you know what? They're going to know if you do or don't. There's an old proverb that says, when you shoot an arrow, dip it in honey first. Because arrows hurt when you've been hit by one. It'll take the sting out of it. How do I know if I'm speaking the truth out of love? Well, ask yourself the question, who am I trying to benefit from this? Am I trying to change this person so it's going to be easier on me? Or am I trying to help this person change because I see the error of their way? I see the road they're walking down. I see the destruction that's around the corner and I really love this person and I want the best for them. If I'm doing it for their benefit, you know what? That is speaking the truth in love. Look with me at Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Thoughtless words can wound as deeply as any sword but wisely spoken words can heal. You've got an option with your words. You can either hurt people with your words or you can heal people with your words. You can help develop people or you can destroy people. You can build them up or you can tear them down. You can be a delight to them or you can be devastating to them. He's saying your words have tremendous power. And and I want you to think about that. They do. Words have a lasting effect on you. Words, Words can hurt worse than physical pain can hurt. Remember that old saying? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie because words can hurt. I, I really don't know how to say this in a, in a nice way. But I, I have seen some parents and some grandparents that just, they need to be whipped. Okay? Because of the way they talk to their kids and their grandkids. The words they use. They're, they're hurtful. They're harmful. They tear their kids down. You know what? I, I don't think spanking's bad. Spanking's biblical, it's good. Kids need it every once in a while. It's not going to kill them, the Bible says. If you do it right, you know what? They're going to get over it. That is not nearly as destructive as an ill spoken word to your kid. Kids may not remember that occasional whipping. I remember some of them I got, but not all of them. But you know what they will remember? Those hurtful words. Parents and grandparents, let me tell you, they know if you're telling the truth to them and they know if you're lying to them. And if all you do is lie to your kids, you're building a foundation for their life that is like sand. It's going to crumble in on them. You need to speak the truth to your kids. So let's do these three things. The Bible says that if you do these three things, you're going to become an honest person. You speak the truth completely. You tr- speak the truth consistently. You speak the truth lovingly. Come on, church, let's do this. On, let's live this way. Let's love the truth. Let's speak the truth. Let's, let's go out of here and do that, okay? <laughs> I'm not a very good cheerleader, am I? I need Angie up here. Dude. <laughs> let's go do this problem is you can't you 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 can't do this on your own you can't no matter how much you want to you can't why well Jesus tells us about this Matthew chapter 12 verse 34 for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of he just he just tells it like it is Jesus is saying that the real problem is not with your mouth, the real problem is in your heart. What's coming out of my mouth, these lies that just gush out of my mouth, are an indication of what's really inside of me. So it's not so much what comes out, it's what's in here. That's the real problem, and you can't fix that on your own. And if we travel on in Matthew, let's see what Jesus says in Matthew fifteen nineteen. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication. Read that next word. Lying Lying and slander. We've talked about both of those today. So Jesus is saying the heart of the issue when it comes to lying is really an issue of your heart. So this is what the problem is. And if I'm going to become a person of integrity, and if I'm going to become an honest person... I've got to deal not with my lips. I've got to deal with my heart. So how do I do that? Well, the only way you can stop lying and the only way you can become a person of integrity is to get a new heart. This old heart can't cut it. This old heart can't do it. You say, well, how do I do that? Let me recommend a great heart physician, (laughs) Jesus of Nazareth he can give you a heart transplant. The Bible tells us that if we come to Jesus in repentance and we repent of our sins and we ask him to forgive us and if we believe that he is the only way of salvation and ask Jesus to come into our heart, he will take that old heart of stone out and give us a godly, fleshly heart. He'll give us a new heart. And with that new heart, guess what? We will love him. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, I am the truth. And so if we are loving Jesus with this new heart he's given us, we love the truth. And when we love the truth, we can live the truth. And when we live the truth, we can speak the truth. So it's really all a matter of you giving your life to Jesus. Let's say you don't do that. We, we don't go the Jesus route. You know what you're doing then? You're going the devil path. A couple of weeks ago, we, we, we talked about, the, in fact, it was last week, we talked about the devil is known in the New Testament as the thief. The thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The New Testament also tells us that the devil is, get this, the father of all lies he invented lying and if you don't get a new heart and if you don't start loving living and speaking the truth every time you lie you are identifying yourself with your father the devil so let's don't go down that road let's see the devil as he really is let's don't partake of his games Let's don't follow his path. Let's stop lying and start loving the truth. And you do that through Jesus Christ. Invitation is real simple this morning. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart so that he could give you a new heart, come do that. We'll, We'll help you. We'll help you. do Very simple prayer you pray to ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and come into your heart. If you've never done that, I pray that today... You would invite Jesus into your heart and let him give you a new heart. For all of us in this room and those watching online, you know what? We've all broken this commandment. We've all done it. I I told the first service, you know, I'm thinking of the the guy in the New Testament who who came to Jesus, asked Jesus what he had to do for eternal life, and and Jesus said, you know the commandments keep them. Here's what he says, oh, I've kept all those commandments from my youth. (laughs) Dude. Dude you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. That is a lie because you can't keep those commandments. We've looked at them. We've looked at nine of them. And you know what? You've probably broken all nine of them so far. You're going to hit a grand slam next Sunday with the tenth one, all right? (laughs) Hmm. You've lied. And, and, And right now at this very moment, even as a believer, you're living some kind of lie. You know, the job of the Holy Spirit is to convict us when we get off track. And so you know, you know if you're living in a lie right now and the Holy Spirit is convicting you. If so, you need to come and repent of that and receive his cleansing. First John 1, 9, favorite verse in the Bible. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He'll do that today. Then the last aspect, third thing about this invitation. If you're a part of a family... Would you come and pray for your family today? Because your family is under attack. Every day, every day, without exception, numerous times during the day, I pray for my family. Pray for my mom and dad, my wife, my kids, my grandkids, and even those two (laughs) son-in-laws. Because I know the devil is after my family. The devil is attacking them every day. And I want my family to live on God's values And so I pray for them. Don't miss this opportunity to come and intercede for your family. Your prayer today might make the difference in their life. Heavenly Father, I pray that we would take advantage of this prayer time. That we would come and use these altars for what they're intended to be used for. That we would come and pray. Lord, for those who need a new heart, they need to be saved and redeemed. I pray that they would come and invite Jesus into their life. Lord, for those who need to come and take care of just personal business with you, I pray that they would use this time to do so. And then, dear Lord, for the rest of us, help us to come and intercede and intervene for our families. Help us, dear Lord, to live by the values that you have given us and to love truth and to love our neighbor. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask that you stand with heads bowed and eyes closed. And just as you stand up, why don't you step out? Just do it as one motion. Stand up, step out, come and pray. Praise team's going to sing. You come and pray, would you, right now?
4: All things have
1: Jesus, we love you, and yes, our hearts adore you. Lord, help us to love the truth, live the truth, and speak the truth. Bless everyone in this room and those watching online. Lord, for these who have come to pray, you know the need that they have in their hearts, and I pray that you would answer their prayers. Lord, we lift up those in our church who just need a special touch from you today. I love Ron and Sandy, and I pray that your grace would continue to be poured out On their lives and their family help karen mckinney help wayne davis be with james harris and fred Trowball. lord bless miss mary clark and betty newell i pray that you'd be with bug wagner and don justice lord they just need a touch from you today and i pray that you would give them that touch we ask all of this in jesus name and everybody said amen give the lord a hand today would you do that god bless you thank you thank you you may be seated just for a moment got a couple of announcements i want to share with you thanks for being here today when you walk out please put your offering in one of those black boxes or you can give online uh, we would appreciate that a great deal Six thirty tonight we have bible study online it's going to be on facebook uh, live ray copeland is going to be teaching that lesson uh, on august the 8th we have our first sunday school class it's going to reignite It's the 1015 Bible study class. Uh, You can't go to that one if you come to the 1030 service, all right? But uh, it's just going to be the first of many as we get back into the groove of having Bible study in small groups. 7 o'clock on Wednesday, uh, we've got uh, activities for all ages, and uh, so come and and participate and be involved. Brother Jason's going to come and give us our final announcement and close us with prayer. And it's a good announcement, man. It's going to be great. It, Something it fun is. for him to it do today. It is a good announcement. How's
5: everybody doing? All right. Hey, I need you to break out your floaties and your snorkel and your mask today, okay? Because in honor of the Ortega family being here, or uh, <laughs> Pastor Jose being here, hosted by the Ortega family, uh, the Ortegas and the Ministry to Puerto Rico has rented out the Alma Water Park today. And you're invited to be there from 2.30 to 4.30. And it's free, isn't it, Matt? Okay, does everybody know how to get to that Alma water park? Okay, raise your hand if you know where it's at. All right, two of you, good. So get on the interstate like you're going to Alma. Uh, get off the interstate and act like you're going to Cracker Barrel, but don't turn in there. Just keep going straight, and you'll see a big sign on the right. You can't miss it. So everybody, please come. It's going to be a great day, and, and they invite you to be a part of that with them. Okay, you got it? Uh, smile, guys. It's, it's fun, okay? It's not painful. All right. Y'all going to sing for us? No? Okay, we just missed? Yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to pray for us, okay? That's my announcement. Did you like it? I don't think you did. I don't think you did. All right, let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. We worship you. We adore you. Lord, thank you that you are truth, and thank you for the word that was preached today. May we apply it to our lives and always speak the truth. Uh, Lord, uh, we thank you for the privilege just to be able to be your kids and to serve you. Uh, thank you, Lord, for this day. And we ask all this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you for being here, guys.